0: Uh, I was thought you were going to start it off, Brian, because you had well, this idea.
1: Well, I was, but I was waiting for you to approach it from another angle <laughs> so we could talk about the topic. See how we got into that intro just like that? It was mm-hmm. real, real, not quite as slick as we wanted it to be. <laughs> but actually, let's talk about that too. Because when Josh and I talk about things, we will have probably done some mental calisthenics, at least around a topic, usually, yeah. before we present. And the way that we do it is is uh, trying to get you to think about it in a different sort of way. People are multifaceted. You know, who they are, how they think, what influences them. Especially now when you have like a flat interaction like on social media. You don't get the nuance of somebody. And oftentimes those are the things that you don't recognize that are actually supporting the thing that you see. So, untapped multifacetedness or... What lies beneath it we'll call it something fancy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that.
1: All right, launch out onto the loop with us today as we discuss this topic on curiosity Continuum
0: hey Everybody, this is Josh.
1: And this is Brian.
0: Welcome to Curiosity Continuum. We are a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends whose mission is to guide you through a changing world, help you by level up your contextual awareness and sharpen your collaboration and problem solving skills. Our conversations explore, examine, and reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way.
1: If you find these conversations helpful, please hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app and rate us and leave a review so others can join the community. As always, you can find us on CuriosityContinuum.com and on our social media accounts. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation.
0: All right, Brian. So you had this idea about uh, untapped multifacetedness. We wanted to sound fancy and awesome, <laughs> but that's the fancy <laughs> title. But why don't you break it down a little bit to kind of like get people in on board of what we're talking about?
1: Untapped is probably one angle we could talk at it. Again, the multifacetedness Unused. of this.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, or uh, yeah, unrealized. Unrealized, maybe because it's not that untapped. Set. I think untapped. You know it's there, but you just don't use it. And unrealized is something you might not know existed. So that might be better.
1: Okay, so we'll talk. Let's talk about it from the angle of unrealized. Sure. Now, let's talk about the internal exercise, and then let's let's talk about the external exercise. Absolutely. That, okay. Okay. So help keep me on track. Here. I'm trying.
0: that's that is literally what i do every episode so let's go i know these episodes would be 55
1: minutes long if it wasn't for josh cutting me out dang i tell you what Uh, in an unrealized aspect of yourself human beings are not as compartmentalized as we would like to think we are exactly and so everything kind of bleeds into everything else that's okay those things actually benefit you right the thing where you might say well being uh you know feeling for people makes it it compromises my objectivity it's like no it's because if you do care for people you your objectivity then becomes that much more important to say what's the best application of it otherwise you're just cold and calculating
0: right right and i don't think it's to. so okay so like what you brought up there was let's unpack that for a second so you're talking about like if somebody says oh look i feel for other people therefore you know i'm i'm like i don't like they're having You're too wrapped up in emotion. Yeah, they're too wrapped up in emotion to like get from one place to another, or whatever. But that's actually important because you feeling for other people, the empathy for others, actually helps you in the long run. And so that's like untapped, maybe an untapped thing about yourself you might not know. Like if you feel what other people are feeling, that kind of helps you gauge how best to proceed in certain situations.
1: Yeah. So let's we'll take it in the context of uh, my wife and my's relationship. Uh, I'm very much, when we came into this, I was like the very like principle-driven, black and white, objective, person-y type thing. Sure. My wife, very much the nurturer, very much like the um, tender heart and everything. And I realized that after being married to her for so long, where I thought I'm in touch with people, it's like, I don't know the first thing about people (laughs) because she is so deep in understanding and empathizing with others that I had quite the education just by being married to her to understand those places in me right? And I didn't value it because I didn't tap into the fact that that could actually be useful. Right. See, I made judgment calls on the things that like, well, this is more valuable in me than this. This is more valuable than this. And I think depending on how you grow up and the circumstances that you're uh, raised in and all that kind of stuff, it's going to either reinforce what's kind of there already or may try to hijack the system entirely, right? But you almost like You stop paying attention to these other parts of you because you don't feel like it's actually contributing to whatever. And again, like you've propped up this whatever, like, well, this is more important. Therefore, I have to shut off these parts of myself to be
0: that. Right. And in reality, you don't have to shut off other parts of yourself. You just have to learn to blend them into the whole. And if you learn that, you learn that skill. And especially, you know, like Brian was saying, like you're becoming more empathetic towards others or you actually are seeing what other people are doing in a different way it actually helps you learn more about yourself because you're going to see a different part of yourself you may may not have seen and it's a it's a good skill to get into
1: and you should learn to value those things that you bring to the table even though it's not somebody else like you know when you're growing up it's like and you kind of maybe just want to fit in with a group or something like that it's really tempting just to go like well yeah i'm like this and you kind of put on some type of hat in your, you know, mental mind or something like that to be able to fit in. But the thing that makes you kind of unique or kind of quirky is what makes you special. And that is what the world actually needs is that kind of that whole, that whole being, you know, so some of those things you don't realize they, they blend into other things. Like I didn't realize how much my, um, my skills in something like mathematics or doing understanding numbers and analyzing things actually benefited my creative mind. Right. You know, because it's just something I always integrated. But, but when I became aware of the facets where something began and ended and how I could cross-pollinate, that's really where I go, oh, okay, this is why this is valuable the way it is. Self-discovery exercise is the big part. Let's turn it to quickly to the external piece of it. This is probably more about where what I had in my mind as I was talking through this, is that we've, we establish kind of like there's complexity within a human being. There's different experiences that you would never know depending on what context you enter into a conversation with somebody, right? Until you find it out. You go, oh, man, I never knew that about you. That was how you were raised? Or, man, this happened to you? Or, like, I didn't know you served in the military, and I didn't know that you traveled the world. You know, there's all these other things that, like, maybe don't get ever talked about, but it's it's presenting in the person that you're talking to in that moment. Right. One of the uh, things that will limit you in understanding people is if – you try to almost like fit them into some type of archetype that you say, oh, they're a finance person. That means that they're blah, 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 blah. Now, are there certain characteristics that you had to have to be a successful finance person? Sure. I mean, please be good with numbers. If you're a finance person, you know, what? right. Don't be, don't be like, um, uh, oh, it's close enough. you know, so you're off by millions and millions of dollars. Like that's not what that is. What other things are driving that person? Because I think sometimes when people look at experts, they look at people and say, that person knows what they're talking about or I trust that person, whatever. And experts can earn their title, rightfully so. So I don't mean denigration to experts. But when you're looking at people to go like, well, I don't know if they'd be good at that or I don't know if the would be this because, you know, they are this, there are that. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself, like, what are the other underlying layers? Like, if you turned it and it was this way, and like, what if this led and this fit into it? Could that work? And people are bad at that. People are bad at, at, trying to like almost like turn the diamond another way to see it the other facet of how this thing could be and that's actually where people really find a lot of enjoyment sometimes to innovate especially if they want to change tracks to find
0: that life yeah so that that's a good point brian and you're talking about almost looking at things from your perspective and seeing how they relate to you and that's how we always look at everything but it's important maybe to look at these kind of things from other people's perspectives and so you're going to get those different viewpoints which we talk about a lot of times the contextual awareness for example knowing where someone is coming from something or where you're coming from something is going to help you probably in your everyday life
1: there's a quote attributed to albert einstein and whether he said it or not um i have never like looked on the quotes online maybe josh can do this while i'm talking <laughs> whatever <laughs> or albert einstein said you know basically if you're a fish And if you're judged by your ability to like walk on land, you're going to be a poor fish. Yeah. You have to kind of judge it in the context, right? Right. In the same way is like, how else could this work? You see innovations in the industries. It's like they have their box. They look at things a certain way. And you put something else into that box. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's really cool. I read this article. There was an innovation actually in the distilling industry, Sazerac Company. So they own like Buffalo Trace and everything. They're one of the major uh you know holders of a lot of american whiskey and different other things around the world part of the labor intensive process in like understanding like the purity of the the distilled liquor the spirit how thick the glass was and all these other kinds of things you had to open the product destroy the product and it could be very laborious depending on what that whole thing was right right and it was a really really big labor intensive thing and so an employee at the company said Ah, oh, they had an epiphany they went to the dentist and like there was this thing where they scan oh yeah this stuff has been in the dental industry for years they said what if we just did this and over here and then the really smart like engineers got together and they said actually we could do this and so now they can put this bottle without destroying it under this machine that they designed and in like moments it spits out all the specs about the, the density of the glass how thick it is the cork any of the particulates that are inside of it. And it it shaved off like months of time. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, like it's like, this is awesome. I mean, these are two common things that like, oh, I never would have thought of it that way, but I did it here. And you know what? It wasn't born in the lab of like, um in the corporate world, like here's the continuous improvement model, what we try to do. It was literally an employee that went to the dentist to go, you know, what? I bet you we could use it over here. And when you, when you actually are willing to listen to that, which so kudos to that company for saying like, I like that idea. Let's explore that. They were willing to not be the expert to say, well, let's try this. And then they had to communicate with people not like themselves to say, could we bring it into here? And they're like, well, we've never heard that before. And now it's something available to the entire industry. That's pretty cool.
0: And so this quote that Brian was talking about is actually a quote that is attributed to Albert Einstein, but he never said. And it's, I think it's applicable. So the quote is, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid.
1: There you go. Said by not Not Albert Einstein. Einstein, But it's a good quote nevertheless, so. (laughs) Yes, it is. We should almost have a series about the uh, so-and-so did not say this. That would be be fun. fun Yep. Yes. Anyway, so there's different ways where you may have thought about something, and you know what, like. If we looked at it this way, what would that mean? It means that you have to be curious about something. Right. Maybe your curiosity is on a continuum. Maybe. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> on <laughs> something. a loop. Um, in the loop, I know. Don't have the self-limiting view of yourself or a situation or how something else could be used. That's how things stay the same. If you want to change something, it's going to require not listening to experts <laughs> because right. if you're... An expert, it means you've learned about something that's already there. Right. You want to learn but new things. Those are the explorers. Those are the uh, scientists. Those are the entrepreneurs, right? They're trying to like innovate something that's not there but should be there. They're kind of seeing it, and they're kind of touching the edges. You know, um, how many more elements have been added to the periodic table, Josh? Since we lot. Uh, left school? A lot. <laughs> A lot. My children learn them and go, "What the heck is that element? I had no idea." You know, but if they said, well, you know, we hit a good number, we're good with that. We never would continue to like explore, like, what if this was like this and we added one more atom to it? Or what if we did that? There's so many unrealized ways that you could maybe repurpose something or use it. And that's within yourself too, in any situation to like bring value. So the something that you probably have overlooked to go, oh, that's not really important. Go back and ask yourself, why don't I think that's important? Correct. And it'd be a good exercise for you to sit on your front porch and just have a moment to go, why did I ever do that? And start to explore all the way back, or as far back as you need to go, why that might be.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to put a comma, huh, Brian?
1: We'll do that, so they can go explore their
0: Their, their multifaceted multifaceted selves. Yep.
1: Yes. Until next time, this is
0: Brian. And this is Josh.
1: For Curiosity Continuum. Thank you.